0: Welcome, listeners, to another fantastic episode of Change. It's all about the Choice Podcast. Today, I am beyond thrilled to introduce a truly remarkable individual. As you know, this podcast stands on a pillar of embracing change. And it's not just a tagline. It is a philosophy I live and breathe. My guest today resonates deeply with what this podcast stands for. He was drawn to this podcast not just for the reach, but for the very essence of what we believe in, embracing change with a positive attitude. His journey reflects the very essence of ability, flexibility, and the strength of to face the changes and make choices in life. He has chosen to be part of this conversation because he has seen something in my approach that aligns with his own belief. And it is the transformative power of change. It's not just a coincidence. It's a shared passion. So, Without further ado, I am thrilled to welcome Dean Fusto to the show. His experiences, insights, and journey are not just about change. They are about how we embrace it. Welcome to change. It's all about the choice podcast. I am Gabby, your host, founder of Gabby Inspires. I empower people of all ages to embrace change I am a motivational speaker, coach, and workshop leader. I know you are unique, and I will offer in each episode, humor and skill building tools that will enable you to make the right choice so you too can embrace change. Hello, Dean, and welcome to Change. It's all about the choice.
1: Gabby, I am thrilled to be here with you. Um, just good to talk to you again see you and uh, I love the fact that we've kind of gathered here today based on well the story really is that I uh, I have been a, a guest on various podcasts over the years and I, I was kind of looking out looking uh, around and kind of seeing who who some of the the hosts are out there and some of the different kinds of programming because there's so much selection you know there's I don't know if it's a million, but there's definitely hundreds of thousands of podcasts, right?
0: There really are. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And um, your title, right? Change. you put it right out there. And then your image just had this kind of friendliness about it, this openness about it. So I took a chance. I said, I'm going to send Gabby a note. You know, I've got some new things, new projects I'm working on. And lo and behold... You reached right back out. We were on the phone uh, the next day, maybe. I came to one of your Toastmaster meetings and the rest is history, here we are.
0: Right, and it's funny, he said he came to one of my Toastmaster meetings and we live miles and miles apart. So yes. we do ha- I do have a hybrid Toastmaster meeting that people can show up in person if they're close or they can Zoom right in, it's fun yeah i should give
1: some geographical context sorry uh i i live in in manhattan uh i live in new york city and you talk about change this is a city that you can't walk down a street two days in a row without seeing something happening whether it's construction or scaffolding going up or a new building or something coming down or a new business so you know you kind of when you walk the streets of the city you're living change for sure
0: and and this is what i like about our podcast or when i meet people because dean's in new york city i'm 20 miles north of pittsburgh pennsylvania in the country i live beside an elk farm and we would have never met if it wasn't for the internet and we became fast friends immediately i mean we could talk for hours without a podcast (laughs) but since people really don't want to hear about all that dean let's Talk about you and what you do. Why don't you tell the audience just how you face changes many and many, and your attitude about it. Where do you want sure. to start with that?
1: Sure. You know, uh, I think the biggest insight that I've come to, and Gabby, I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts on this as well. But I was thinking about this concept of positivity, right? Um, because it's something that you definitely exude, you believe in, you, you try to model for people. It's more than just kind of be positive, right? Be you wouldn't say to someone, be smarter, be thin, right? It's work. Positivity takes fitness. It really does. There's, it
0: really, really does. Because it's right? sometimes you wanna not be positive. I mean you sure. have to get yourself built up to this, you know.
1: Right, right. And I, and you know, when you start to, to take on learning about kind of the science of positivity. You start to see there's just so much out there that people, long before I ever landed on the earth or you are ever here, people have been writing about this. You know, it goes back to Dale Carnegie and and folks like that. You know, the power of positive thinking. Uh, Peel, I think Norman Vincent Peel, right?
0: Right, right. These That's been a long new, time. Since, yeah.
1: Right. These aren't new ideas. These are these are things people have been thinking about forever, and it. I think a lot has to do with the context in which they grow up, the world they live in, trying to make things better, not not just in the world, but in themselves.
0: It is, it's amazing. And I think today in this world, when I look at everything that that is thrown at us daily, that sometimes it is hard to be positive. You have to want to do this. You have to want to be better and to be happy. And to look for the best in people. And I, I really think that's what you did. And, you know, with your story, I can't wait to hear all about it, how it started and, and share it with my listeners. Of course, you and I have talked a little bit about it. That's how you learned to be positive, too, I think, just from life, correct?
1: Yeah. And I think my first teachers, I was fortunate enough, blessed enough to have uh, amazing parents who you know only had a high school education but what they what they really possessed was the ability to take a risk on something they dreamed of doing they were they were restaurant people they grew up in kind of a restaurant family and uh, originally in had a little place in new jersey their family and their dream was to um, move south to florida and start their own place and it began with a little one room restaurant and by the time they retired some 40 years later you know it was a four dining room (laughs) mega restaurant you know with a a bar and a lounge and a performance space and all of that so the and you and we talk about change here here's a a a big one i would say because my mom and dad i witnessed all the highs and lows you know and what it took to remain positive and, and hold on to your dream when things were rough. But when they opened that restaurant, I, I can't reference the exact year. Let's say the early 70s. There were 18 restaurants in St. Augustine, Florida at the time. Wow. When they retired, they were over 350. Ouch. And yeah, it just kind of grew around them. And every time a new one came, they they weren't professionally trained in business. They had to learn how to to market how to try to stand out how to try to roll with those changes because you could easily get swallowed up when you're a, a mom and pop and that's what they were
0: right and i had a, a lot of relatives and i shouldn't say a lot but I, I come from a huge family i'm number nine of 10 children wow. and i my mother was had there were 17 children in her family <laughs> that was no. you know back in the day there were just great big families and uh they were all hard workers and that's what i knew i mean my dad was a coal miner and you talk about hard working you know that man worked yeah. even two jobs with all the children and mom stayed home and raised us and i had a great childhood but my youngest sibling died when he was only nine months old, and I was not quite two yet when he died. So I don't remember that, but I think that made me very protected. And coming out and learning to grow up and face the world was really hard when I didn't have my six older brothers around me all the time. It was hard, and that, that's the issues I have, but being positive now, learning to stand on my own, was my thing but I just remember hard-working families and work was was something to be proud of back then I don't even know how to say it I don't want to spend a lot of time there but weren't you proud when you think back about what your family did and how far they came and it's amazing
1: yeah when when I trace their story and actually I'm, I'm still learning aspects of it like just this past year I have an aunt who's 91. And we met on the New Jersey side right across the river. And she took me, she was my dad's sister. She took me kind of on a journey of, well, this is, you know, this is where we were foster kids. you you know, your dad was an orphan. This is where we were raised and grew up. And that, that even connected it more because that journey for him to go from that to being what nowadays is called an entrepreneur, entrepreneur right? Yeah. That wasn't in his vocabulary then. They just had a dream, and they had a passion, and they had a love, and every single day of their work life, they lived it. So of course, I'm seeing that. I'm taking it in. I'm experiencing it because I did everything from four years old, from you know washing dishes, dumping what was called pig swill. I still yeah. remember that. They also had me on stage. I was a lounge act. I was I was singing. <laughs> I, th- I remember singing you know Sinatra and different songs when I was a little kid with my handout you know, um, and people would tip me, but yeah, all of that. But the things I think I feel like I learned the most from in regards to change and positivity again, were when the times were tough, of course I could see that in my mom's face and my dad's health. Right. But my mom still had this drive. She kept going. She kept improvising. She changed the restaurant's name many times. I mean, she just did so much to try to keep it going and she never lost her her faith or her love for service. That is, she is the one that I learned service from. And I'm not talking, I'm talking about beyond customers that pay you, I'm talking about the community, the soup kitchen, the her church, she was always active in those types of things. Very powerful for a kid to see that growing up.
0: It is, I don't think you even realize it at the time how important yeah. those examples are. now. Now young people say they need a mentor, they need this, they need that, and they have all the proper names. But we had our parents and our family, and right. that was our mentors. And I, I still laugh. My oldest brother's gone now. There was almost 20 years difference in our age. And I laughed because I said I it was like I had four fathers. Yeah. And he grew up he grew up in like the 40s which was a whole different time i grew up in the 60s and early 70s i mean he didn't think there was any hope for me i can remember his lectures they were something else you know talk about a mentor they they were scary
1: Yeah. yeah yeah and i i recognize too just from a lot of the work i've done over my life and education and a lot of the work i've done in some of the soup kitchens and things like that I, I'm very intentional when I use the word blessed to have the parents I did, you know, because there are there are plenty of people who don't have those mentors. They really don't. They don't have the family structure. So the more, you know, we can do work like that in our community and help people to be healthier, more positive, stronger, right? That the better.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, so it's time for you to tell me more about what you're doing now or or where do you want to start with what your life has become?
1: Well, Gabby, I, I want to, let me share one more story with you around
0: um, oh, my um, mom. Uh, yes, please, please.
1: Because it was one of those transformational moments that you always talk about. Yes. Uh, and I think this is, pro- we're probably going to need multiple parts uh Pop because <laughs> I'm I'm probably going to get this far right now in in the story, but I I think I was maybe 12 years old and my parents were hosting one of these big Thanksgiving type feasts for their friends and family. That could be anywhere from 25 to 30 people at long tables in our restaurant. Yes. And we had these big windows that would, it overlooked across the street, this big green dumpster and it was Thanksgiving day. The food on our our table was plentiful. It just kept coming out. And I remember as a kid looking across the street and there's this older man really disheveled and his half of his body is in the dumpster and half is out. So he's obviously foraging right for some food.
0: Right.
1: And I remember in that moment, um, I went over to my mom. I walked on the table, tugged at her thing, and said, Mom, I need to talk to you for a second. I don't know if I said it in that way, I'm a kid, but I'm, this is what my yeah. recollection is. Do you see what's happening out there? And we're all having this feast and, and this and that. And I, I wasn't trying to make her feel guilty, but I, I just was feeling a little bit, maybe self-righteous about it. So I wanted to do something, but what she did in that moment was for me transformational because it was very simple. She said, mm-hmm. Dean, you have worked in this restaurant for most of your young life. You know where the kitchen is. You know where the to-go boxes are. Go back there, fill up some boxes and go across the street and give it to him. So her message was, you wanna
0: change something, take action now. Wow, that is, she She encouraged ah. you to do it. That That is a lesson, you know, instead of her inviting him in or taking charge, she let you carry that ball, didn't she?
1: Yeah, because it could have been, you know, okay, let's debate the homeless situation. Let's debate hungry. Should he be doing this? Should that man be doing that? You know, it wasn't <laughs> about any of that. It was about you have it within you. You know what you can do. You can go fill up as many boxes as you want. We're a restaurant. We've got to-go boxes, you know.
0: <laughs> fill should... them up
1: and give them some food. So And, that,
0: and, and that you did, cool. I imagine.
1: Yeah. yeah, so that was... That was transformational because it's a great example of change requires action. Yes. Right? Yes.
0: And it was, and I think where your mother must have been very intuitive because she could have said, you know, okay, we'll send somebody out. And she could have probably sent four or five different people out, but she let you do it.
1: Yeah. She
0: let you handle the whole, and that, that taught you more and made you feel better inside as as a 12 year old, I'm sure, than any class you could have attended, any lecture you could have attended. You, You know, this is, that's what makes you who you are today. And-
1: Right, and it set forth for me kind of a life where I knew that whatever field I was in, I ended up going into education, but I've always done, I've always been in the service World. I I definitely didn't want the restaurant. Sometimes I think about, you know, I was the baby of the family. I would have been the last one maybe to take that over, but I didn't want that life. But I knew that having my mom as an example all those years, it was definitely going to be something in the service realm. And education fits squarely in that box because we're working with youth, we're working with people that are going through all kinds of changes in their life, and the impact you can make on them is. Pretty significant, you know?
0: I've read your biography. You just do not talk the talk. You walk the walk. And that's what I learned about you immediately and why we became friends, because you don't do it for your gratification. And and I don't know how to put that in the proper words. You're doing it out of love or just who you are. It's not to satisfy any ego of yours when I talk to you and when I've seen what you've done and you brought it up and I'm going to tell my listeners too, uh, Dean and I probably are going to have a part two, if not a part three and four, because he has a great, amazing life and, uh, we can't get into it all today.
1: Well, Gabby, so, you know, uh, I, on that topic of act, the action being a component of change, right? Yes. I mean, the word change itself, it's an active word. Like looking back at you now, I'm staring at your wall and you have these one, two, three. It's six elements of change, right? Right. And, and I know the podcast isn't about interviewing you, but I, those all are exactly what we're talking about. I, I just, I don't know. For the people listening who may not know about your elements of change, would you want to just say what each of those are? Because those are all actions. I think it's a great. Connector.
0: Yes, I not only being a podcaster, I'm a speaker and I do a workshop. And my workshop is called Change. Imagine that. <laughs> and yeah. C is for choice, and H is for honesty, and A is for attitude, and N is for need, G is for gratitude and E is for evaluation. And each of those have a major point in your life. And I really talk about gratitude all the time. And I always say to people, when you change, you lose something, but you gain something. People are not gonna be in your life forever, but they're gonna be in your heart. They may only stay a season, but but that's all right. You have to let go to get more. So change is really a blessing if, if you get it, accept it. I know it's hard. People face life-changing situations daily. That's the ones that really have to face it when your, your life changes like that. That's the bad one. And there's other ones when you think, oh, I'm in a terrible job and I need to change it. And then you can work at it a little bit, but still that, that change is hard.
1: That connects back to that idea early. I think when we opened the show, I was talking about positivity and change. It's fitness like any other fitness, right? And I, I, I think about it like this. So a situation that happens to someone, right? That, that situation is going to happen whether your your attitude around it is going to be, woe is me, this is awful, I, I can't deal with it, I'm sad. or I have a framework. I have the change framework that you just went through or different, different exercises that I, I try to do every day to keep my, you know, my mind strong and the positivity strong. So you have that one incident, right? That one situation, but you, you do have those choices of how you're going to approach them. Right. And I guess I always just believe that I'd rather have, no matter how bad the situation, I'd rather have the positivity working in my favor than the other, because the other kind of that negative place, it it makes you stuck and there's not there's nowhere to move, whereas at least on the positive side, there's some action, there's some activity, there's some hope. You know,
0: my belief helps me a lot because I believe I call it God. Some people call it a higher power and I don't care what you call it. If you have a belief in something that makes you stronger, that really helps because sometimes you need to be pushed out of a situation. And I've heard people talk and I've heard many stories and you've probably even had some of your own where it's kind of comfortable where you're at, You maybe making some good money and you're feeding and you can do this, but you know it's not right. You know you need to get out of there and you need to do it. And, you know, it could be marriage, it could be a job, it could be an apartment you're living in, something. And you you have to stand up and face that change. And what's making you unhappy? What's making you uh, uncomfortable? Maybe you're, you're scared for your life. The initial change is, is going to be difficult because, like I said, when you're changing, you are leaving something behind. But... There's a whole lot more out there to grasp, if you can think of that. You know? And you may not have a choice what you're leaving behind. Maybe it's already gone. You have to face it. And and that making that choice is what you need to do. And I see that's what you've done. That's what I really admire about you and, and how you've handled your life and just transformed. That's the power of change is you've just used it to everything that I've ever spoken about. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I know this particular episode and conversation we kind of limited to more to my younger stages of life, but I that really was the foundation because from those stories I told about the restaurant, my parents and watching them and um I definitely had this desire to and it's never left me to want to learn to want to experience things that were different than what I knew. So at a pretty young age, you know, I did, I remember doing a homestay in Spain for about six I... weeks, totally different world. No, that back in that day, it was total immersion. There was no English, you know, you really had to sign a contract that you're going to be dedicated to learning the language and the culture. That was, that was big for me.
0: You didn't have a translator on your cell phone.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah, that's right. That, that I know. So that, you know, Seeing another culture from the inside out, living it on a daily basis, very powerful. Again, and the the younger, it doesn't matter the age, but I, I do think the younger we do these things, it does set a foundation and kind of a, I don't know, almost a practice in place for the rest of my life because I kept seeking these types of experiences out. And still do today.
0: That's probably one phase where we differ. I was so protected and so in a little group growing up. I didn't really have any idea what was out there for me. And right. then all of a sudden when I had to face change, it was hard. It was really difficult. And you know, that's probably another podcast I'll do with someone else someday. <laughs> but yeah. it's or, you know, I do do my own podcast too, but it is and the transformation, we use that word a lot in this podcast, is when you accept it and grow with it, you're even thankful for the things that made you change. You can be grateful for where you were. And that's what I think is so great. There's not a part of my life that I'm not grateful for now.
1: Right. Everybody might- has
0: a story. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I was just going to say, it might not feel that way in the moment. Like you said, a lot of my my reminiscing and my mom and dad have long passed, but um, a lot of the reminiscing and recollecting I'm doing now is something I couldn't have done in the moment. You know, I I just didn't have that. But now I can look back and see this was a that that Thanksgiving story, for example, that was a powerful moment to me to to me to for me to reference it 40 years later. That says something, that tells me that, there was only a two minute exchange of my mom, but it has stayed with me forever.
0: Right, for people that have lost someone or going through a a really bad situation, it does get better. That's what I like to tell them, but it's up to you. You could have ignored that man. You could have done plenty of things or said, well, mom isn't gonna do it, I'm not gonna do it. You could have handled it anyway. And you went out there and, well, tell me, were you a little afraid to go out there when you took the things out or were, did that not enter you? Cause you might've been at 12 years old, you might've been a little afraid of what you were going to face when you took them out or. Yeah. One...
1: A pretty small town. So I, there was a comfort level in that. Yeah, probably so in can. that restaurant. I'd grown up in it for the last eight years. Right. So I don't think that piece was a factor. It was more, I think that that exchange began with, right, I'm going to make you feel guilty, Mom. If <laughs> we have all of this, and here's someone who doesn't, right? I'm going yeah. to question you. But she flipped it, like you said, masterfully.
0: Yes. I'm so, yes. Happy.
1: I'm so happy she did that.
0: At the time, I'm sure you didn't really appreciate what a powerful woman she was. Also,
1: connecting the dots to present day, I, I and I've done this multiple times in my life, but this is more of a true weekly commitment, but I, uh, I work at a soup kitchen, uh, at a church, like 10 minutes away from my, where I live. And it's, it just connects the dots back to that moment because I continue to meet. It's, it's a lot of times the same group of people that will come, they'll get their, you know, pick up the bag that we prepared for them. And it just reminds me again, they can be portrayed one way or another in the media and people could have their opinions, but every single one of these people, has a story they didn't just poof come out of the air and you know become homeless and to be honest the hundred or so people that we feed every week the bet 70 percent of them are people in their 70s who actually may have a home but affordability to even get a hot meal is not easy for them it's not it's just a different story when you're on the ground talking to people versus maybe what you see portrayed
0: exactly exactly life has hit them all in different ways so tell me or tell my listeners where can they get a hold of you what what are you doing right now we've done a very powerful podcast where we, we've talked about change and there's more to come but what what are you doing right now
1: so the the easiest way to find me I, i'm on linkedin and I, I do post a lot on there, a lot of content about a lot of the things we've talked about. It could be change in business, change in personal life, you know, d- those types of things. I look for inspirational stories to curate and share. And then my website, teachlearnlead.net uh, would be an important one because that has a lot of the things that I've published or think about. And I have also have a lot of collections on there that are free resources for people on all kinds of topics. It's kind of a library, really, an online library. But a lot of it is all about collections around personal growth, development, career, entrepreneurship, education. Um, And that's something, if we were to do another part, Gabby, I can go a lot more in detail about how that was a major change that I I started in 2014. It's just a passion project, and it still is. It's It's not my work, my primary, it's just something I love to do and share with people. So teachlearnlead.net or LinkedIn are probably the two best ways.
0: Great. And I do follow you on both of those and, and on your Teach Learn Lead, There's some of your podcasts that people can listen to also. I've listened to a few of those. And uh, so folks, we're going to wrap it up for today. And I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast as much as I have because change transforms your life and please don't fear it look for it learn something it, life goes on just enjoy your life and that's what that's what Dean and I have talked about and I want this to be an uplifting, positive, we've used positive. I want it to be an uplifting and positive podcast for everyone. We're coming into the holiday season and let's all look at it with gratitude. Remember to check out my website, gabbyinspires.com. All my podcasts are on there. If you would like to be on my podcast, there's a little form you fill out and I would love to hear from you just like I heard from Dean. Thanks a lot and see you in a couple weeks. Bye-bye. Hey friends, it's that time again. Time to say farewell for this episode. Thanks for listening to Change. It's all about the Choice podcast. Please subscribe and leave a review. I would love to hear from you. Invite me to speak to your group or hold a workshop. Go to my website at gabbyinspires.com or text me at 724-524-3464. What do you want to change? It is your choice. I will see you in two weeks. In the meantime, be sure to check out my other episodes. Farewell.